You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And for all those parents out there, we have a treat for you this morning. Uh, we are here with Michelle Buelo, who from uh, who, who founded Bella Tuno, which is an awesome organization. Now, let's talk a little bit about how that was created. When you think about companies donating some of their proceeds to charity, it's usually product first, then a charity donation, right? Well, not not here. Okay, so at Bella Tuno, the founder of the baby products company, wanted to raise money to help vulnerable children and started sewing baby bibs, bibs. Excuse me, to make that happen. Now, Bella has been around for 14 years, and they are the go-to products for new moms who need cute, stylish silicone bibs, plates, teethers um, that are also safe but really solid while giving back at the same time. And we're so excited to have Michelle, uh, who is the founder here on our Brand Builders podcast, to learn more. As a new parent, I am a, uh, I'm a consumer of your products. My kid loves them. I love them. My wife loves them. So I'm so excited to hear really how this started, but ultimately what you're doing to give back uh, as well. So thank you so much. And, uh, and Michelle, welcome to the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me and I'm excited for the conversation. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle. Brian, great introduction. And we're just honored that you took a few minutes to, to hang out with us this morning. So it's clear that you're very busy and you're doing a lot of great things. So thank you for that. Um, first, sure. your company name, Bella Tuno. How did you pick that? Yeah. Where does that originate from? Um, so as you all mentioned in the introduction, I uh, started this brand almost 15 years ago now, and it was all with a greater mission to break destructive cycles. And so um, what the destructive cycle that really had the biggest impact in my life was um, addiction. And my brother was a drug addict, and he struggled for about 15 years before he passed away. And I wanted to leave a legacy for him that was so much more than just a drug addict because that's that's a disease that he fought and that was a huge battle in his life, but that wasn't who he was. Um, and so there were just two of us growing up and we didn't have any cousins. And so the last name Tuna was my maiden name and that was the way that I wanted to carry on a legacy for our name as a family, but also specifically his name so that we could do so much good and his name would go on for all of the amazing things he was instead of the stigma of addiction. I love that. And, you know, we've had a couple of, uh, of guests on our podcast that have fought addiction themselves. Some have created organizations um, that have helped people with addiction, like West Boulevard Ministry. And and I, I think it's something that people need to speak about and, and talk about. And it's not something that people need to be afraid about because it's affecting everybody, no matter where you are, what you li where you live, how much money you make, it doesn't matter. Um, it's yeah, a, it's an right. issue. And so I really appreciate you, you know, talking about that and bringing awareness. And I'm sure um, you've done a great thing. And I know your, your brother's looking down and is very proud of you. So thank you for sharing that. And, and really thank you for everything that you've done. Um, now let's jump into how did you come about, uh, you know, not only the name, but but really when did you decide, you know what, I'm going to create a business, but ultimately I'm going to create a business that gives back and I want to raise money for vulnerable children. What The inspiration I'm assuming is from your brother, but tell me, how did you decide to make that jump? Because we see a lot of companies now and that's really marketing these days. It has to, that has to happen, right? Um, yeah. But, yeah. It, you know, when you started this business, that it's kind of like you're the pioneer of, of giving first before you really make money from, from creating a brand. 
Yeah, you know, it never crossed my mind to do it any other way, but it was certainly related to my story. And um, I actually, I grew up in, I kind of have to back up a little bit to, to share how I got here, but I grew up in this super small town in Western PA, and I had never even heard of an entrepreneur. Um, just it wasn't what my town was known for. It was a tool and die town. It was factories. Um, you were kind of a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer or a factory worker. And so um, when I went to college, I wanted something in my mind that was this big, successful, exciting life. And to me, that meant travel and that meant promotions and that meant money and that meant all these things that I didn't grow up with. And so I was chasing that and I took a job out of school for a big five consulting firm and I was traveling every single week. And from there, I started running a brand strategy department at a firm in Charlotte. And all then, all of a sudden, the, the travel became international. And I was in Switzerland and France and all over the place. And it was just this fast track. And at the age of 26, I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is exactly the life I wanted. Um, and it was really all about me. It was all about the next promotion and the next raise and the next accolade. And at the same time, as I already alluded to, my brother was struggling with addiction. And that started when he was 14 and when I was 11. And so, I mean, he was really my person. We were best friends, but we were so different. It was unbelievable. So he was working on his doctorate at the time that I was 26 and climbing the corporate ladder. And he was out in Montana trying to figure out how the cyclical nature of fire fires could be a healthy thing. And we were doing such different things, you know, and he long hair in a band and I just wanted to look the part in a suit every day. Um, but what happened was um, after all these, these struggles with addiction um, on August, August 3rd, he passed away and um, everything changed. Every single thing that ever mattered to me about my own self selfishness and trying to just kind of win at life was just it crumbled and um all of a sudden I was like well what am I doing this doesn't matter I don't need those gold stars and I don't need bigger and better and faster and I really went to this place um that was actually pretty dark I went into a depression and I thought this isn't what it's about you know I've lost what it's about and um Anyways, it took about a year, and I did not really do much with my life at all during that time. I just kind of tried to survive and tried to keep my, my parents afloat and all that. Um, and when I came out of that, it was like there was this one day that my heart and my mind woke up at the same time, and I just made this commitment that I was going to dedicate the rest of my life to trying to help other people not go through what my family went through. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I didn't know that that was going to be a baby accessory company. I didn't know that that would translate into feeding children. I just knew that I had a purpose. I had actually accepted my story at that point. I had realized that when we really dig down and like face our pain, it, it helps you find your passion. And then your passion becomes your purpose. And that's really where I was in that moment. Now, how it turned into a baby accessory company, that's simply because I found out I was pregnant. I mean, if I was getting married at that time, it probably would have been a florist. I don't know. It was just whatever was in my life at that time. I, I really would have sold 
anything because I had the will and not the skill. I had never made products before. I had never sewn before. Um, I never had a kid before. You know, I was not qualified, but I was just so determined that no matter what I did, it would be a give back brand that would start to break destructive cycles and that for every single product sold, a portion of that would go to the Mattoon to make a difference fund. And so it was really the the conception of the social impact that drove the company. It There was a white space in baby products. And when I was looking around for things for my soon-to-be-born first daughter, I couldn't find things that met my taste. And so I thought, well, if I can't find anything that speaks to me, then there might be an opportunity here. But the truth is, it's just where I was in my life at that point. And the bigger goal was to find a way to give back. Wow, what a great yeah. explanation and story. Thank you for sharing that. I So I'm, I'm on your website, and it says, buy one product, give one meal. That's your tagline. And then yeah. above it, it's scrolling, and it looks like you've given over two two and a half million meals uh, yeah. to children. Could you elaborate on that and tell us how you're incorporating that into your, your sales process? Yeah, of course, of course. I actually love speaking about that. So um, you know, when we first started the company back in 2005, uh, everything we did had to do with addiction because of my connection to that story. And we were adding rooms to rescue missions, and we were sending clients through rehab, and we were doing this amazing work. We we brought all these brands together, and we did it, what we called Extreme Mission Makeover, and we allowed more people to go through rehab every year. And that was it was amazing and it felt healing and all of that, but but there were three issues with that type of work that we were doing. The first was that it was all on a local level and our customers and our brand was, was it was starting to be on a national level. And then the second one was our customers and this is probably the biggest one and, and you can put yourself in this position because you mentioned you're a new parent. Um, they were all new parents and they had brought like this brand new life into this messy, crazy world. But the last thing they wanted to really think about was that sweet little bundle becoming an addict. And we were tying baby products to addiction efforts. And so that there was a big disconnect there. And then the customers really, the third issue is the customers really couldn't measure the direct impact that they were making. So they were kind of missing the connection to the brand. They knew a portion of every sale went to the Mattuno Make a Difference Fund, which helped with drug and alcohol recovery. So anyways, we were doing great work from the very beginning, but there was a big disconnect. And so I remember reading, I mean, I'm a huge listener to podcasts. I'm a, I mean, I, I just can't learn enough in life. And so I remember I was reading this article in 2014, late 2014, and um, I knew we had this struggle with our disconnect and our give back. And what the article explained was that there is a link between food insecurity for children, and addiction later in life. And I dug a little deeper, and um, there's not a ton of research on this, but for me, there was enough to kind of connect my passion for helping with addiction to children. And I was like, so, so here it is. Here's how we can fix all three problems that I just listed. We can start ending the the malnourishment problem in the US because what I the statistic I came across was that one in six children in America faces hunger on a daily basis. That's over 13 million children. It's mm. unbelievable. 
and it's here, you know, I do a ton of work in Africa. I love to go to Africa, but I, I really was, I guess, naive enough to think that food insecurity issues happened in third world countries. And so when I read about this, I'm like, it was haunting. I'm sure you all have had that moment where you come across information and you're like, that can't be right. Those statistics cannot be real that one in six children go to bed hungry, 13 million kids in our, in our country. Um, and it kept me up at night and it woke me up in the middle of the night. And it first thing I thought about when I got up in the morning, I thought we can help fix this. We can help be a part of this solution. And so it, it tied back to the, the answer I was looking for with how we could connect our customers to a baby and children's accessory brand. Um, but it also was this huge problem that I knew we had to be a part of. So back in 2015, it's been almost four years now. Um, we launched the initiative where for every single product we sell, we'll give one meal to one child in America. And um, it's just been a game changer. I mean, it's been so powerful to be able to give 2.5 million meals, but it's also something that um, has had this power that unites our team. We all want to be a part of something that we can see the difference and feel the impact. And so um, we've, we're committed to supporting that at every single touch point. It's on all our collateral. You saw it front and center on our website. But we also, um, we have some feet on the street. We go and we volunteer at least once a month at a food pantry that we support. We show up, we play with the kids, we hand out food. Um, every single thing we do goes back to our purpose. And our purpose has become, it's, it's ending childhood hunger in America. And that's another thing that that has done is it's really empowered our larger team. We work with about 100 sales reps across the U.S. And um, they've become our storytellers. They are so excited and they feel like such a part of the solution when they go out and they sell our brand and they feel great about our products because they're awesome products. And they're, they're functional and they're safety tested and they're what parents need to make their lives easier. But they also have that that double bottom line behind them. So our sales reps and our customers feel awesome. And then that also attracts people. I mean, I really believe in the law of attraction and our customers want meaning and they want purpose in their purchases. And we're giving them that option. And um, it's awesome. They'll come to market and they'll be like, how many meals have I given in the last year? And they start counting their own through their purchases. And it's just, it's, it's been this powerful thing where we're all able to do something bigger together. And um, at Bellatino, we still do everything that we used to do for drug and alcohol recovery. We still put at least four clients through the rescue mission every single year, if not more. We still give what we used to give, but then forward-facing, our customers get to be a part of feeding children and ending this huge issue of child hunger in America. And so... Um, Everything just has kind of come together in that sense, and it's really powerful. Good for you. And one of the things I wanted to, to kind of step back on, and, and it's interesting to hear a business owner, entrepreneur, really be able to pivot their direction from a charitable standpoint and pivot where you're giving uh, your money and your time and your energy. And I know that that addiction was something that's that's affected you and affected, obviously, your brother, and that had to be very difficult. So tell me... Um, uh, kind of a two-part question. One, how difficult was it to, to really make that switch and, and realize that, hey, if we go this direction, not only can we help kids, we can also help people with addiction, but also also it will help build our brand. 
And then two, you talked about what you guys do right now with um, addiction and putting four clients through that. I have a young son and I, and I feel like it's the one thing that makes me wake up in the middle of the night is, is, you know, opioids addiction. How am I going to keep my son away from that? Because it's only one time and then it's boom, it's gone. You know, this isn't marijuana. This isn't something that, you know, it, it won't change their entire life. You jump into that world and that's it, right? Like, so right. I, I kind of want to know your opinion, um, I guess on how difficult it was to pivot and then also, what would be your advice, not only for new parents, but you dealt with addiction and, and how can we as a community not only support that, but really make a difference? Yeah, no, those are good questions. And I wish I had a clear answer to the second one. I only know what we do in our family, which I'm happy to share with you. But starting about um, with the pivot question, it really, um, it wasn't that hard. It was like I was looking for something that made really good sense because all along our customers were doing such good work, but they just couldn't measure their impact. And it almost felt like it was unfair to them because we knew we were giving a huge percent of every sale back to all these recovery efforts, but there wasn't a direct correlation between their one purchase and what they could do with it. And that's where, I mean, essentially we just copied the Tom's model, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, right. it's the buy one, give one, but it's, it's such a metric that people can hold on to that they feel really good about. Um, in terms of a pivot, the only pivot that really happened was our communication. Because like I mentioned, we never quit all the other efforts. My family was just down at the rescue mission on Monday serving dinner. We are there all the time. My daughter, who is 14, started a charity four years ago with four of her friends that has raised over $220,000. Wow. That is incredible. That is incredible. They, yeah, it was five 11-year-olds that started it at the time. Like That's still our focus from a family standpoint and from a where do we put our money standpoint. The pivot was really from kind of a business facing standpoint. Um, and the connection was so strong between this, you know, malnourishment of children and addiction to adults that I don't really see it as a pivot. I see it as a transition. Um, and it's, it's been nothing but positive because it's a double win. We never stopped giving what we've always been giving. We're just giving more. So we're our whole purpose in starting Bella Tuna was to break destructive cycles. Now, Behind the scenes, we're 100% still committed to drug and alcohol recovery. Forward-facing from a brand standpoint, we have um, this pillar that all of our customers can stand so proudly on about ending child hunger, which relates back to our products. But really, we get to fight two big issues. So it's, it's just a win. It's a big win. Um, in terms of your second question, that haunts me as well. And I think because I lived it since the age of 11, addiction, and I've seen how dark and how painful and how selfish um, it is, I face it with honesty. Um, my kids are 11 and they're 14, and I'm, sh I'm pretty sure they know a lot more than most kids their age about drugs and about alcohol. But, but the problem is it starts so much younger now. Um, that they know their uncle's story and they know um, that their home is a really safe place and no question is off limits. If I told you some of the questions we get <laughs> in our house, 
you would just like you would turn red even though you're in a room with a headphone on you'd be like oh they didn't ask that they did and we have this policy where we will answer any question you ask and sometimes the answer is you know what let me go think about how to explain that to you (laughs) i'm a little bit mortified but it's one of those things where honesty is all we have and i think that if we're not honest about our stories how do we expect them to change and um, especially with my brother, I, you know, I have some theories that I don't want to share, but I have some theories about how it all started and I'm just doing my absolute best um, to work on their self-esteem and to work on their self-worth and to make sure that that's coming from a really, a really good, solid place um, so that they can make their own decisions and they can make really good decisions. Um, but I swear, honesty is really our only strategy, and uh, they're only 11 and 14, so I don't know. I hope that I can be on a podcast 15 years from now and say, wow, my girls avoided that. Um, but it, like you said, it, it really doesn't discriminate. And sometimes it starts, I was having conversation with a guy, um, you know, when I go and I serve at the rescue mission, I tend to just belly up to the table with them and get to know some of the guys. And uh, he had a surgery. And it's the story you hear a lot where he got addicted to pain pills that were prescribed. And it seemed safe because he had a prescription for it. And then it turned into the next seven years of um, just pure hell to the point that he got so addicted to everything. He was taking care of his dying father and let his drug dealer move in to the basement without telling his father. Like, it got dark. It got ugly. And he said, how did I get here? And, you know, it started seven years before with a, a legitimate prescription for a surgery. So think it's scary. It's just really scary. But the more we talk about it and the more we break the stigma of, oh, this only happens to them, not us, um, I think that that's, that's how we start to end it. I love that. And, and like the saying you said, the will and not the skill. I mean, you don't have to know everything about drugs to make a difference in somebody's life. Um, no. And so I, I, I am, it's, I don't want to get emotional over here, but it's really awesome to hear somebody that is so passionate about that and takes your own life experiences and what happened to you to really help um, others. And to hear the story of your, of your daughters creating a charity that's raised that much money is, is amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, Thanks. I'm really proud of her and yeah, her friend. It, it's incredible. And, and what is their charity called? Just so we can give them a quick plug. Laps for Love. And they actually have an event on August 22nd this year. It's a swimming event. I mean, they're kids. So they're like, what can we do? Um, and it's been pretty amazing. First year they raised $10,000 and it was at a neighborhood pool. And last year they raised over $75,000 and it was at the MAC and they had I don't know, like 25 teams. It was amazing. Um, but Laps for Love is their charity. And they're just these amazing girls with big hearts and um, limitless potential. Well, we got a, a spot for them on the Brand Builders podcast if they want to come <laughs> on. They, they will be our youngest. Nice. And um, and I think it would be awesome to tell them. They'll, they'll probably know more about podcasting and the stuff in here than we do. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right well my daughter won't because she'll be the first to tell you she's the only 14 year old without social media good for but, her um, that's awesome well, living that simple she, life she wouldn't say good for her but, but I, <laughs> I i love your philanthropic side and oh what, what a great business model and all the good that you're doing so cool and really appreciate you sharing that i do want to touch on 
the products you offer though and and yeah. sort of where you started with that and how you've seen that grow and so on and so forth i see you have bibs spoons bowls plates teethers like what's your what's your founding product and what do you like the best out of the product line and those kind of things Sure. Um, so when we started 14 years ago, my mom bought me a sewing machine to try to get me out of bed, you know, when I was really in a dark place and I didn't know how to sew. So I was self-taught and our only products were things that had straight corners because that's all I could do. So they were burp claws <laughs> and blankets and anything that was just a square or a rectangle. And I would go to the fabric store and I'd buy this funky fabric and I would pair it with fabric that it wasn't meant to go with to give it just its edgy kind of fun feel unexpected. And um, everything was made by me and made by my sewing machine. And um, those products were very, very basic. It was more they just had a funky look. Um, and then you fast forward 14 years and everything is made by 10 different factories and we do all the design here and we do all the, the creation and the innovation, but it's all made in those 10 different factories and we don't have any cotton products left. We don't even have any square products left. Like it's been so fun to watch the iterations of products come through. And so now our products, um, we create the molds, we own the molds. There's a proprietary concept to them. Um, they are, a lot of them are blank canvases for conversation starters. So for instance, for our, I'm really excited about this collection that we'll be launching in January. Um, we do these products that are mostly silicone molded and they're of course, food grade silicone, totally non-toxic, all the things that parents need and, and deserve, but they're blank canvases for conversation. So in the past, we've done all these funny things like um, don't make me hangry and peace, love and tacos and you know, those types of things. Well, for our 15th anniversary, we're launching this. We realize we have a blank canvas and we realize we can be conversation starters for things. And we want people to continue to understand we're kind of, we're, we're that brand that means so much more than just baby products. So we're launching the Kindness Collection and the Kindness Collection, um, their bibs, their teethers, their best-selling products, but they have this message on them that's so powerful. It's um, things like be the change, see the good, love more, imagine peace, stand together. Um, all of those things that really stand for what we stand for as a brand, and we're going to double down on the give back. So we're going to give two meals instead of one. And it's like to have products now that can actually almost speak for themselves for what we believe in and how we want the world to change. Um, it's pretty cool going from these cotton products that were just plain fabric we bought at retail stores and sewed a little Terry on the back to creating movements that we can put on our best-selling products um it's been that's been really fun to see the evolution and and um i am pretty obsessed with our silicone bibs that's really our best-selling product uh, me too i am yes. i am as well and my son yeah, you, and my wife we love it. it it is the greatest bib ever invented for two reasons one a it's like you can clean it off in two sides it's like done clean Right. And the other thing is when we have spaghetti or ravioli or anything that is just messy as all get out, it literally catches all the food so it doesn't go all on the on the ground. And my kid now uses that like his own little bowl. 
and he just puts his hand in there and he just keeps eating from it. It's the greatest yeah. thing ever. We have them hanging all over in our kitchen. We have like five of them. So oh, I love that. Yeah, they're awesome. I uh, yeah. so fantastic product. Um, no, so I want to know in 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 kind of closing up here. You know, what where where do you go from now? Right, like you guys have really built a brand. You have over twenty, almost twenty two thousand followers on Instagram. Um, I, I can only imagine the interaction that you get with moms out there, but ultimately you guys are led by smart women and moms. And, and yeah. I think that is by design, but you know, where, where is, is Bella Tuna going to go next? How do you keep the brand energetic? How do you keep the, the brand thriving and what are we going to be able to see from you in the, in the next couple of years and, and really the future? Um, I, I hope that you're going to see so many meals given that we can actually see, uh, big improvement in the statistics overall. I mean, 2.5 million meals feels like a lot until you really look at how many kids are hungry. So we have come a long way and we have a long way to go. Um, I think one of the things that we have become a little bit more savvy about is this um, kind of omni-channel approach. So you'll see a huge push in retail sales, we have been a wholesale brand for the past 14 years, which just means that boutiques and key accounts are buying our brand and reselling them to the direct consumer. Um, we are really focused on sharing our story and our products directly with our consumer. I mean, a lot's going on in retail these days. That's not um, a secret to anyone. And the only way to really keep our brand strong is to make sure that the message they're hearing is directly from us. So you'll see a big push in that. But on the other hand, we've launched a sub-brand that will go much more big box. So that brand has already been launched. You'll see it in a lot of stores that you recognize and that I'm sure you're shopping in weekly. Um, and so that brand is called Tuno Tots, and it will still give one meal for every product sold, but it'll be a much more accessible brand in terms of price point. It'll be the same type of products, but um, different shapes to them, just a, a different story behind them, a little size difference. But we really want the good that we do in our brand to be accessible to everyone, not just the high-end boutique. And so we're building a few different brands under our umbrella. And um, I guarantee you'll you'll be able to see them based on the distribution that we've achieved. Um, overall, we just want people to speak about our brand in a way that they feel like they're our partners and they're proud to use our products. They're proud to share the story of the good they're doing by buying the products. Um, right now, we're just on a really nice growth path. And I believe that growth path has everything to do with the intention behind the brand. They're phenomenal products, but um, we wouldn't we wouldn't be in business if it wasn't the why that was driving it. We would have packed up during the recession. And um, and it's one of those things where I, I think in the future, we've just gotten a lot smarter about this omni-channel approach. And um, that's what's going to keep the growth going. I love it. And um, before we kind of wrap up, I do want you to, to tell everyone how they can get in touch with uh, with you and, and Bella Tuno and how they can follow you guys. But um, one of the neat things you have on your website is a quote. And I think it just kind of, you know, it sums up the entire conversation and really what you've done. And, and your quote is this, our stories are what make us uniquely positioned to do something big in this world. We're the only ones who experience them. They're what give us passion and purpose. And I think that is an amazing quote. And it's one that I think a lot of people need to look in the mirror 
and 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 in, and not necessarily run away from your experiences, but learn from those and realize that every right. day you can you can make a difference. And look, you're gonna have your good days and your bad days, but ultimately, if you can learn from from what you've done in the world or what your experiences are in the world, you can make the world a better place. So. I'm honored to speak with you, Michelle. I think you've created something that's amazing. I love everything that you've done. Um, I, I see that you do a lot of work with the Second Harvest Food Bank as well. We've done some some events with them, and they're an awesome organization. But it's just really cool and refreshing to hear an entrepreneur that has created a brand that's making, uh, well, hopefully making a lot of money. But ultimately, that's not the reason that you started it. And and I really, right. it's it's just, it's cool as hell, to be honest, to hear <laughs> To hear that. And I think there's more people that do that. And look, like it makes me now, not only I was a consumer of your product and a customer before, but it makes me want to go on and continue to buy more of them. And I hope people that are listening to this do the same thing and realize like, look, you know, if you go to a, a Babies R Us or go to a store, you know, this is not going to be the least expensive option out there. But think about what you're doing to help. And I think that's the bottom line is I'm willing to spend more for a product that I know is doing good for our community and, and specifically for children. Uh, and I hope more people think that way and, and actually put their money where their mouth is. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your story. It is absolutely super cool and uh, keep doing what you're doing and congratulations on your success this far. Yeah. And Michelle, hey. quick, quickly tell us how uh, people can get in touch with you and how can they buy your product? Um, so our website is just our brand name, Bella tuno.com um and then our instagram is bella tuno as well so reach out and um you know connect with us we love our community of moms and parents and we'd love to add a few more so um i appreciate you giving me the opportunity to put that in there and i appreciate you um caring so much about the story and the kids in our community thanks for that absolutely we appreciate it we appreciate everybody and if you are listening to this you know hope you like it share it uh, spread the uh, the message of, of Bello Tuno. Spread the message that they're they're doing great things out there. And uh, thank you so much for being a part of this community and not only helping the city of Charlotte and the state of North Carolina, but the entire country and, and the world. Uh, I really do appreciate, it, and I hope that more people uh, you know take this and, and 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 make good. So thank you so much for joining us on the Brand Builders Podcast, Michelle. Hope you have a great day. Until next time. All right. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.